Welcome to another episode of Chewing the Fat. I am your host, Big Rob. Thank you so much for tuning in. I certainly do appreciate that. Thank you for all of the likes and follows on Instagram, all of the ratings and reviews. Thank you so much. And for all the coffees that you bought me at ChewingTheFatBR.com. I want to say a special thanks to Jonathan Cook of Gather by the Ghost Light. Thank you for those coffees, sir. As a matter of fact, I'm uh, channeling some Gather by the Ghost Light energy for this special Halloween episode. And I'm going to read one of my favorite poems, even though it actually takes place in December and mentions that in the poem itself. But this is Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven from 18. 18- 45. Here we go. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping. Rapping at my chamber door. Tis some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this, and nothing more. Ah, distinctly, I remember, it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow. From my book's surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels named Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, "'Tis some visitor entreating entrance at my door, "'some late visitor entreating entrance at my door. "'This is it, and nothing more.' "'Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. "'Sir,' said I, or oh, madam, truly, your forgiveness I implore. "'But the fact is I was napping.' And so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened the door, darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there, wondering, fearing, Doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token. And the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. Merely this and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, 
Soon again, I heard a tapping somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely this is something at my window lattice. Let me see, then, what thereat is. And this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when, with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with mine of lord or lady perched above my chamber door. Perched upon the bust of palace just above my chamber door. Perched and sat and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven, wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's plutonian shore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little revelancy bore. For we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, bird or beast upon the sculpted bust above his chamber door with such name as Nevermore. But the raven, sitting lonely on that placid bust, spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than mother. Other friends have flown before, On the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, Nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken, Doubtless, said I, what it utters is only its stock in store, Caught from some unhappy master whom unmercifully disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of never, nevermore. But the raven still beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, Straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, 
with my head at ease reclining on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er. But whose velvet, violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er she shall press, ah, nevermore. Then methought the air grew denser, perfumed by an unseen censer, swung by seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee, by these angels he hath sent thee. Respite, respite, and nymphy from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, oh quaff, this kind nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, think of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, whether tempest sent or whether tempest tossed thee here ashore, desolate yet all undaunted, on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, by the heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore. Tell this soul with sorrow laden, within the distant Aden, it shall clasp a sainted maiden, whom the angels name Lenore, clasp a rare and radiant maiden, whom the angels name Lenore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Be that word I sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked up starting, get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken, quit thy bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart, and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven, nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming, and the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. Well, I hope you enjoyed that probably over-dramatic reading of The Raven from Edgar Allan Poe, 1845. Uh, I, I love Poe. Is It's a huge book that I have here of, of his poetry, and of course that's one of the most famous ones that most people know. So I hope you enjoyed that. Happy Halloween. Thank you again for tuning in for this bite-sized episode of Chewing the Fat. More full-size episodes coming up later in the week. But if you like this, let me know in the comments uh, on social media 
You can find me at ChewingTheFatBR.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, all the places. Uh, let me know what you thought about this bite-sized episode. I'd really appreciate the feedback. And if you do like what uh, I'm doing here and you want to support this podcast, please buy me a coffee. I really would appreciate that as well at ChewingTheFatBR.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to the next time when we can sit a spell and chew the fat.